Hi, I'm Alex Sobel. I'm the Labour and Cooperative MP for Leeds Northwest. I was honoured to be chosen to represent all the global parliaments at the COP26 climate conference. I've been to COP before, but never like this. I've always been really to be on the side of the COP. We gathered 200 parliamentarians from around the world to agree a final text of what we want from these talks. Like most countries, um, reasserts the need to keep global warming within one and a half degrees centigrade. But it goes much, much further than that. It, it talks about a 2040 date. That means that, the, 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 that we accept that um, climate change is happening and is going to worsen, even if we do everything we can do, and we need to help people adapt to that. It also talks about the transfer of technology and clean technologies around the world. It talks about the effects of zoonotic disease and pandemics that we're living right through now with COVID and the increased chances of those uh, and the need for universal health coverage. It talks about the, um, the need to, to link um, climate effects with human rights. It, it talks about the need for social justice and that climate has the biggest effect for those that are poorest. It talks about the, the special attention we need to make to small island, developing states and landlocked developing countries. Um, and it also talks about uh, the need to include climate aspects in trade deals, something that we in the UK have been talking about a lot recently because of Brexit. Um, and it talks about the need to mobilise climate finance. It talks about the $100 billion a year that, that has actually been agreed now at this COP, but not for another three years. But actually at the event yesterday, we talked about going beyond that and a delegate from Africa called for $700 billion a year. It's not in our text, but that's the sort of level that the people in developing states think we need to get to. $100 billion a year, I'm telling you, is, is actually hugely insignificant. Uh, in terms of what we need. It's a start. It's not a finish. It's just a start. Um, and it also talks about food and land use and the need to um, protect biodiversity and, um, and, the, and, and that we have falling um, crop yields due to climate change, but we're having an increasing number of people that we need to feed. It, it very strongly talks about this idea that it's code red for humanity now, the climate. But also, this thing we hear all the time, we need to build back better after COVID, but need to build better in, in a net zero, clean way. It's a very strong text. It, like most countries, um, reasserts the need to keep global warming within one and a half degrees centigrade. Uh, a two degree warming would mean the end of the island of Tuvalu. It would be beneath the ocean. And everybody who lives on Tuvalu, uh, about um, 11,000 people live there, but that is their home. And a two degree warming means that they would have no home and they would have to leave and go somewhere else. And we, we you know, you think about how people view immigration in the UK, if whole countries are disappearing under the ocean, those people have to go and live somewhere else. And it will create huge pressures on immigration. The money 
had been secured to build the seawall around Tuvalu to, to give it some protection as the seas rise. It's not like building a building, it's just a seawall. You know how to build a seawall. So, so we're not delivering. And money is offered by, whether it's by banks or the World Bank or the IMF or by donor countries um, or the EU. And the money comes with strings attached. And it comes with um, the need for the donor countries to effectively get business out of it, for their private sector, their consultants, their companies to be involved in the delivery of whatever, whatever it may be, whether it's adaptation, whether it's mitigation, whether it's clean technology. They know best how to deliver that. They know best what their country needs. They should be able to say, this, these, these are the gaps, this is what we need. If they need support foreign companies or foreign technology, and that should be made available to them. It shouldn't be for um, donor countries to put upon uh, the, the countries in the global south what they need. Things are far too serious for this to be about economic imperatives or about the power of, of countries. This is about um, effectively tackling climate change. We had an address from the former President of the United States, uh, Barack Obama. He was very clear that collectively, individually, we've fallen short. And the nations who are most vulnerable need to be given the resources they need. He talked about um, building, you know, uh, clean tech, having a just transition, ensuring workers in, in both the developing world and the developed world uh, aren't left behind. Um, he very clearly said we're nowhere near where we need to be yet in these negotiations and that countries have failed to stick to the commitments they made. Obama also talked about the, the, the agreements on methane and deforestation at COP. Methane is a gas that is, is actually has far higher warming effects than carbon dioxide but stays in the atmosphere for a very, relatively short amount of time, eight to 10 years, compared to carbon dioxide, which stays in the atmosphere for thousands of years. A, a huge reduction in methane by 2030 would mean is that we're buying ourselves time because that warming effect will come out of the atmosphere quite quickly. So, so it's worth about 0.3 degrees, if you like, the, the methane. In terms of deforestation, I don't know. I, I went to the. I walked past the Brazil pavilion. I've got a very low opinion of the president of Brazil, who's seen more deforestation in Brazil than, than than any other president over a far shorter period. And they were talking about the solution to the Brazilian forests is agribusiness. No, it's not. The op the solution to deforestation Amazon is rewilding and protection of the land of indigenous people. We're staring down the barrel of a gun at irreversible climate change. So now it's time for radical solutions.